Welcome to Dancing with the Bards, where I, Ian, get to share one of my favorite board games with the other bards, Brooke. Hi. Will. Hey. And returning to the guest seat this month is Ace. Hey, guys. I'm over here. <laughs> Cosmic Encounter is a game where three to five people try to be the first alien race to conquer five other worlds. This strategy board game has you play as a race of aliens that has their own set of rules, unique to them, and is a social element in which you are encouraged to make, and sometimes break, alliances in order to secure victory. The first edition of this game was designed by Peter Lapka, Jack Kittridge, Bill Averill, and Bill Norton in 1977, and published by Eon Games. The most recent edition is currently published by Fantasy Flight Games and came out in 2008, and has received a steady supply of expansions since its release. With different rules for every alien species and varying rules for every expansion, no game of Cosmic Encounter is exactly the same, which means players have to stay on their toes and can't always use the same strategy twice. With that explanation out of the way, let's start off, as usual, with number of players. Would you like to start again? Yeah. Uh, I give it a three. Three to five players is my sweet spot, as I've always said. Uh, it's a decent amount to get a group going. It's not too few, not too many. And there is an expansion for this that does allow for an extra two players, if you want. Oh, okay. I would have made this two, but I remember and paid attention to when Ian said that there was an expansion for up to seven, which I feel like is pretty good. I don't like games that don't start with two players, because I don't hang out with a lot of people, <laughs> but I think three to five is a very good thing. Three to seven is fucking fantastic. My left swear. Yeah, mine, yeah. yeah. Okay, are you an adult? Yeah. <laughs> I, would I wouldn't care if you weren't. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I gave it a three as well. I, I think that this is absolutely the best amount of players. I do agree with yeah, you can't play with two, but it, I maybe just gotta hang out with one. Four to five is recommended for this, uh, according to board uh, geeks. They they and I agree honestly. I think with three people, it's there's so much going on with this game that if you don't have four people, it could probably become a little bit. It's off balance. Yeah, and, and this is something I do want to point out. I, I originally marked it a two. I'm going to move it up to a three. I feel like this is one of the few games that, that genuinely benefits from having a lot more people. Uh, normally, the game slows down and starts to chug when you start getting into larger numbers, you know, five plus, six plus. Um, it feels like this game, it, it would still be slow, but it would be a lot more uh, evenly balanced and a lot more focused on, on specific goals rather than what I can do immediately on my turn. Yeah. I will say though I would rather play this with an odd number of players. Because we alliance like straight off the bat. Yeah, that was definitely we also easy. kind of started to break those pretty quick. Ace yeah. was very quick to just <laughs> throw well under a bus. And I do to be honest, our alliance only formed because Because I, it was the first turn. It was the first turn and I trusted Ace. Yeah, and and we both had uh, the ability to trust each other at that moment. Yeah, I'm just saying if you have an odd number of players, that's less likely to happen as quickly as it did for us. Uh I do, yeah, I get that. Or one guy's just under the box. Fuck him. Yes. <laughs> also, alliances do not matter once you're one point away from victory. Oh, like, yeah. This is true. Brooke and I were close, and then I got to that point where I was like, I make a play for now for all or nothing. Uh, if I do my second encounter and win, I win the game. And I was like, all right, I got a wild card. I'm taking Brooke because I think I can beat her. Oh, I, and I tried it personally. Yeah, you did. I, I mean, I also think that in our specific uh, gameplay, uh, someone made a uh, galactic union against the winner. I don't know who did that, but it was a smart idea, and I think most players would do that. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know, but it, it sounds like a real loser move. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving on to inclusivity, uh, I gave this a two. Uh, I think that the big thing for this uh, is the amount of text you have to read. Uh, that is a, a big obstacle if you are, have any kind of issues with that uh, through either reading or maybe uh, any any word comprehension. Yeah, because word comprehension is a big part of, of learning how to play this game. I some of the and Ian did have to point this out very early on is is some of the text is very very much like you must do this or you can do this and you have to read into the card's text to decide whether or not uh, the card is a must do or a, an optional do. 
Um, that that for me at least was that that screwed me a couple mm -hmm. of times. And we'll talk about that on comprehension, I think, too. I yeah, I gave it a middling one and a half for this. I gave it a two for um, the color blindness aspect. I wasn't even thinking about the text. It, the colors are very specific, and I felt that some people with color blindness thought they were brown. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, we, we had, uh, there's, uh, the colors are red, green, uh, and the other big ones are yellow, right? Blue, 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 purple, and yellow. The blue and, and purple are pretty close to The expansion yeah. ones are white and black. White yeah. and black, fine. Blue and purple are a little too close in value. But at, at the same time, too, I, I, as much as, as, you know, being colorblind affects my daily life, um, it's one of those things I you can't fault somebody for using primary mm -hmm. colors. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't expect a, a you know a publisher to produce like obscure colors dependent on, on the person's color. And, and I checked with you initially real quick, just uh when we before we started, and you were able to tell the difference in the Michigan still. Yeah. I could I can still completely tell the difference. There's they're definitely different enough that you can tell they're different shades of, of color. I'm just going to bring up too that like adding white to a color instantly makes it a totally different color. Like you can use a tint in your advantage and it won't like it won't cost that much more. Just not putting in more pigment because these are usually based with like a white injection. Mm -hmm. it, they could have varied that. It could have been like a lavender instead of a purple just by not putting as much pigment in. All right, moving on to comprehension then, because I think that's uh, a big space where we might have some very varied opinions on. I actually think that it's all pretty clear-cut comprehension-wise. The way the game works, it has different phases just for everyone who, who might not have played this before. Uh, and as long as you can follow those phases, which you can find them on almost every card that has a specialized ability, which is a lot of them, uh, you can get a pretty good idea of how these powers work and the, the rules for the different races and artifact cards. All the, the text that's really important is in bold text. Uh, all of the phases and when you can use them are highlighted on the boards. Uh, but that said, there's a lot to take into consideration when you're doing these, especially if you're adding in things like tech, if you're, uh, you have a race of aliens that it's really hard to follow their rule set. We Thankfully, we're not graced with any of those too much in this, but like the zombies get really problematic. We have to start like adding ships in as bottle caps sometimes we've done uh, because we've just gotten so many of them. <laughs> Pretty much I also thought, I agree. I understand why it wasn't as easy to pick up if it was not for anyone, <laughs> but I, I think I... By the first uh, turn that we had, or by the first like player finishing their turn, I, I had picked it up. But I also play a lot of games with turn orders like this, like Magic the Gathering, and I do a lot of TCGs. So. Oh, that was a two for me, by the way. Oh, that was three. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I, I gave it a, a two. I Like you said, it, they definitely have a lot of nice tools to... Um, to, to help make the, the comprehension a lot easier. I still think it, it just the sheer amount of text that you have to read, it it does get to be a bit much. Um, but yeah, I, I rated it too. Uh, I gave this a one just because for me it was difficult. Like when I read the two, I got a green uh, race, which is supposed to be the easier ones, and I got a red one. So I got to read the two of them. And I couldn't understand the red one. Can I ask which red one you got? Uh, the cute little furry white Citadel. One. Yes. You got Citadel. Uh, so, I, I, in the future, uh, if we ever play this again, I, we might, uh, I'll explain to you how that works. Okay, because I looked at it, I tried to read it, and I went, I read the Odyssey. They're actually the really fun fourth grade. and very defensive. Yeah, I, I read the Odyssey and it was Iliad, Iliad in fourth grade on my own volition and loved it and had the comprehension for it. If I can just say real quick, all you do is you can play your encounter cards onto those planets you have, your home planets, and that adds to your defense to some of the taxes. Okay. It just... Oh, so it like really breaks. Uh, like with the red cards, it breaks with the roll. I see what we're doing. Yeah, because we hadn't done the first round. Yeah. Not knowing what it was, if I had not had you there, I would not have been able to play this without looking up YouTube to like uh, run-throughs or something else. Yeah. I would need someone there. 
like Oliver said in, on, on the bubble episode, uh, you need a guide for this game. Uh, it's one of those kind of ones where with with someone who knows how to play, it's pretty easy to explain, but getting into it, I can definitely see where it might be difficult. Yeah, I just, for most people, if you, this is why we each fill out our own, because like with my dyslexia and my, right now I am unfocused, my ADHD is not under control, um, I'm having a hard time with it. But that's, that's the great part about this. Agreed. So we're, we're set on comprehension, I think? Uh, I, like, yeah. Um, Any final notes on that? Because I, I think it's a big part of this conversation yeah. for this game. This is what tanked the scoring for me were these two categories. Yeah, I, I agree. This did not. Uh, it could be better. Uh, I, I do think I, I, it, it deserves an extra point just for the fact that it's making an effort to, to simplify what would be a, a very complex game if, if some of these things were Without all those helpful like bits on the end, this would be so much harder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when you were explaining, when, when you first came over here and were explaining to me this game, I thought this was going to be like worse than Blood Bowl. I, I was like, oh, man, this <laughs> Like I think Blood Bowl is complicated, and you're, there's like seven phases to a turn, and like each phase you have to do stuff, and all the phases interact with each other. Three of those phases just go right, right by. Like, well, exactly, but with, without actually playing through it, it doesn't feel like that when you're explaining it to somebody. Yeah. And you you were like, well, it's like magic, but with extra steps. Because magic needs more steps. Yeah. It, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that one of the reasons I gave it a two, even though I do realize that it's, it's pretty complex, uh, games of this variety, uh, where you have a lot of these moving parts, um, we don't cover them too often on the podcast, but the more the complicated ones, like uh, Twilight Imperium, uh, they get a lot more complicated than this. Yeah. This is a kind of good ease into bigger board games. I'm just waiting for you to pull it out and make us do it, to be honest. I, I refuse. Larry really wants to cover it. So. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it eventually. Okay. Okay. That's that's uh that's probably. So gonna be I was like, this is the hill I'm gonna die on. You kept it going. But then you made a you sold your soul to the soundboard guy. Yeah. He's cashing in his one. That's why I'm against that. I can't just say no. Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Due to a technicality, we'll get two games this year. Alright. <laughs> so if we're good on comprehension, yeah. Uh, moving into availability. Uh, I gave this a two. You can't really get this many game stores. I lucked out when I got mine. Uh, it happened. They have to have one copy in our local game store because a bunch of people were like, "Hey, you should sell this." Uh, and I was I was the one who bought it. It's uh, otherwise though, you can get this online pretty easily. You can get it right from the manufacturer, or you can get it used. You can find it all over the place. Uh, the expansions, I think. Are a little harder to get, but I think they're all also fully available on the site. I gave it a two and a half for that reason. Um, I only docked it a half point for not being in brick and mortar stores because my shopping habits are mostly online. So As are most people since COVID. I, yeah, so it's not much that much of a detriment. And, and thank you for bringing that up. I rated this three. I. I also I, I don't really go to, to brick and mortar game stores anymore as there are not a lot of good options within reasonable driving distance. I don't really want to drive forty five minutes to to buy a, a board game that is gonna be significantly marked up from what I can get buying directly from the manufacturer mm -hmm. or the uh, the retailer or the um, the publisher, that's the word. Without without doxing ourselves, our our, our selection in this immediate area is even more limited than it was five years ago. I, I think outside, unless our viewers live, or our listeners, sorry, not viewers, our listeners live in a big city, they've gotten harder and harder to find because it's so specialized. But even on top of that, like, and, and again, not to dox where we are, if, if you want anything other than Magic the Gathering, you have to go to a specialized store. And, you know, I like I like my war games. They're, the nearest place for me is, is 45 minutes to an hour away. In a different state. I, I've been under the impression that if you go out to, I and mean, this is just from other people I've talked to, if you go out to rural areas, you probably find a lot more of these kinds of stores out there. That's what I've also been told as well. Maybe uh, I'm just going to the wrong places because the one time I went to Ohio, I couldn't find any other Ohio has so many. Yeah. I was, I was in. Um, I believe it is stocks where we were. <laughs> <laughs> I was in um, London, near London. Couldn't find anything. Any of 
was just like a Budweiser fan out there, so that was on me. Yeah, everyone I was looking for something. something. I don't want to make that joke. <laughs> Good idea. Well, I mean, and if any, any of our, any of the listeners would like to open the game store where we are, the Bermuda Triangle, we will be frequenting it. Hey, 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 Rhombus. <laughs> we, it, it was a triangle, and then we moved there. Now it's got, yeah, it's got an extra point. Yeah. All right. So I think availability is pretty cut and dry for this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going on to materials, it's my biggest gripe with this game. Uh, I gave it one and a half, and the reason I did, I was very torn, uh, because on one hand, the cardboard on this thing disintegrates like nobody's business. Uh, my copy I've had for about six or seven years, and you guys can see the wear and tear on that. Uh, it doesn't really have, it tries to do some organizing stuff. It has like a pocket that I think are supposed to be for the cards, but the sleeve doesn't fit it. Uh, so I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to like ask Fantasy Flight, I'm going to say, hey, what is this for? <laughs> Because it was for the card, it doesn't fit. Yeah, but I see you made an effort. We spent about five minutes before we started just trying to figure out what it could possibly be. Like, we tried putting the case that holds the cards in so many different positions. We tried putting the cards themselves in a slit right there. There was no use for it. And I would have given us a full one if it weren't for the spaceship minis. Oh, yeah. Oh, the spaceships are so cool. Yeah, the spaceship yeah. minis are carrying materials real hard on this one. Will and I are both mini people, and like when I saw these, I looked at them and said, Can you imagine painting these in like monochromatic? So oh, it's just yeah. a little bit. Maybe give like a metallic sheen. Yeah, so like going over it with like, I had red, so like going over it with a rose gold, and then like. Oh, oh they look beautiful. I, I, I have one to buy the game just for that. Um, I did give it a two. It looks in nice condition. There's not a lot of red on the box. It's not going to uh, lose its, its light fastness, which is my biggest gripe. Just as an artist and in general life. Um, what I did notice is the cardboard quality was pretty trash. If you know that a piece is going to have a very fine point, like uh, the, the, the the gate. Gate, thank yeah. you. I didn't know what they'd call it. It looks like a blaster, first of all, so I got a little niche from the artwork. Um, but that part has a very sharp corner and a very thin corner. If you want to do something that sharp, they should have used a different material because that corner was bent, and I'm sure if I got the when did that bend? Oh, it it had to have happened in the first few years. Okay, because I'm saying like I can imagine that happening within the first time putting it in the box after popping it out. I, I will also say with my copy, uh, it lived in the trunk of a car for a while, um, but even so, it, it was the the cardboard quality when you bought it looked great, but it disintegrated very quickly. I've had other people who have bought this game before, uh, and they got all the expansions, they didn't have room for them, these boxes disintegrated, they now carry this thing in a giant garbage bag filled with ziplocs and rubber bands. For organization, I will say there are some people doing custom organizations you can buy, and it, I didn't see any, but if any 3D printers make their own gate to sell, I feel like that would be a huge business, oh, yeah. because the design they have for it it looks great probably on the board, but as soon as you pop it out, it loses a lot of things in a design standpoint. Like, I didn't know it was a gate until someone said, oh, look at the gate in the middle. Like, I, it's, I didn't like it. It's, yeah, it's a little busy. It's a little, it looks cool. I also, personally, this is a personal thing for me. I, I don't like the way the gate is pointed. It doesn't make sense that you have the gate with the big thing that goes small when it should be coming from. Oh, with mental arrow. Yeah, oh, like your... oh my god! <laughs> god, I hate it. I hate how it. it goes to a point and like it's pointing. Well, because it was like spaceship fire death laser. I totally understand what they're going for, but if they wanted this to be a long-lasting game and for the price it should be, they should not have had it be an actual arrow. It should have been us uh, like. A trapezoid, like just a, a rectangle with a pointy end to it, yeah. and then just have the artwork be a true point, because that would have lasted longer than what they did. Agreed. As I said, it's my biggest gripe with this game. Uh, but that takes us out of system, which I think is uh, where this definitely fell a little bit, and into uh, gameplay, which might it might do a little better at. Uh, setup for this game. It's 
I want to say I give it one and a half for setup as well because on one hand there's a lot of moving pieces here. Uh, getting everyone a randomized alien race, getting everyone randomized artifacts, that increases when you have more players and more uh, gimmicks going on for each expansion. But it, it's not difficult, it's just time consuming. Uh, every, everything overall, you, you have the hyperspace gate, you have the five planets, you have uh, the stacks of minis, which are very easy to stack and set up. Um, it's not bad, it's just a lot. I would totally agree. I didn't know we were doing half, so I ramped up to two, but I think one and a half is really good because there's a lot of just, um, it does the uh, board game thing where uh, a separate deck is mixed in with the original deck, but so they both have the same backs. So you kind of have to make sure during setup that you're doing everything correctly and not accidentally mixing decks, which is pretty easy, but it's like, it's steps like that that lead it to be a longer setup than is necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. No, <laughs> I have a better word, but I can't think and, of it. And I mean, on top of that, I, like what you did, that you said that we weren't supposed to do the setup that way, but we did it for the sake of time. Well, I, I said we weren't normally supposed to um, move the planets towards areas. Usually well, you I just point the gate was... directly at someone else's table. Uh, but I moved the planets for the, the camera to see. No, I, I was talking when we were doing the race selection. Oh no, that's how it's supposed to be done. Oh, I'm just oh, I'm Um, no, yeah, I I considered taking out some of the more difficult ones initially, but I was reading through most of them and they seemed mostly straightforward. I probably should have done it now, thinking back on it. Uh, but I was looking at like the tripler, and it's like, oh, just triple your number. I'm like, okay, well, that's not <laughs> that's not that difficult. <laughs> Times three, I'm out of here. I mean, it's, it's difficult in strategy, not necessarily concept. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, on, on on that topic, I gave it a two. Um, I thought it, I, I I should probably deduct half a point because of that misunderstanding. Yeah, I, I will say I don't normally do half points, uh, Ace. Uh, the only time I usually do is if there's like one redeeming quality that saves it from being a one. Okay. And and I think for this one, it's the fact that yes, I have to randomize everything every time I add something to the deck. Yes, I have to sift through it every time, but it's not really difficult setup. It's just grunt work. That yeah, and that that's entirely fair. It, uh, a lot of steps doesn't mean complicated steps, but it's still something to do. All right, we want to move on to uh, rate of play. Uh, three, three for me. Oh, yeah, uh, it's it's easy to stay engaged in this game. You're constantly looking for an opportunity to get ahead of everyone else, even if it's not your turn, even if you're not involved in combat. You could uh, see that someone else is in a position where their power is the only thing letting them win, and from the sidelines use a cosmic zap just to to throw a, throw a wrench into the workings. Who would do that? I don't know. <laughs> Who would do that? I am very politically motivated. Yeah, I I I love the rate of play. Um, I the last time I was on here, we were playing a, a dragon tea game. Uh, and it was cute, and, and I liked the game, it was fun, but I did find it very easy to kind of just zone out on other people's turns. But this game keeps you engaged, because at in every turn you are thinking about what ability you can use next for your actual turn, and what things you can do right now to help out people. So no matter what you are, you're there for someone else's turn, even if you're not involved in it directly. I love it. Yeah. I, I agree. It, it's one of those games that you have to think on your feet. You're constantly adjusting your plans going forward because things are constantly changing on the game board. Um, the one thing I will say, I I wish the, the Destiny cards were a lot less attacking a direct color and a lot more um, situational ones. The, the special ones? Uh, yeah, the special ones. There were uh, only two, two of those, I believe. Uh, Maybe three. There were way more than that, it felt like. No, uh, so for the Destiny made, deck, I will, oh, sorry, go ahead. I made a reshuffle. That was what it was. Oh! Because <laughs> um, I know we got, we got a wild, we had... Um, there are three of each color, three wild and three of the specials. You can get more of each with the expansions, including like environmental effects so, for but, the Destiny deck. Yeah, that, that's what I was getting at more. There, there were, so six total, you don't have to attack directly a color. It's, it's, I, I think that would make the game a little bit um, 
more strategic and less like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing in this situation. And I, I don't know, I had to come up with a plan against everybody. And towards mid-game, I was getting to be like, well, if I go up against Ian, then I'm kind of SOL. I, I will say, as you said, though, without the expansions and base game, the Destiny deck is very lackluster compared to how much is going on with everything else. Yeah, and that, I think that's that's my, my main point. I didn't have to worry about the three, three men. So I can't actually say that because my uh, alien species uh, specifically negated pretty much the entirety of the Destiny deck. So I cannot speak on how it was. And I thought it was okay, but also I didn't have to think about it. Going into price then, for I believe this is uh, $69.99. Yeah, $69.99 for the base game. So about $70 for a brand new copy. Uh, There are seven expansions in total. All but one of those are $28 each. They add about 20 races, one gimmick. And then the most recent expansion came out last year. And it's, I think, $59 total for like 35 extra races and... uh, an extra set of cards for every one of the gimmicks that came out for the expansions up to so far. It's a lot. Uh, if you're playing this with all the expansions, first of all, why? Uh, <laughs> you have over like 200 alien races to choose from, you madman. Uh, and they are not always as balanced as they are in the main game. Uh, some of them get really out there and it gets really messy. I, I gave this a one and a half. Um, I was going to give it more, but just I have an issue when boxes don't have organization. We're we're definitely past the point where we don't know how to design organization. It's just lazy. Like they came with baggies. That was great. They were decent baggies, but like we're past the point of just baggies. The baggies aren't decent either. I'll say I give it a two. By the way, I don't what think I said. Like I've seen other people have to replace the baggies. I didn't like the bags. I didn't do. I I think for for how much it is, you should be getting at the very least an organizer that actually works. Yeah. Um, the box art's nice, and the card art is very nice. Except the gate. And the gate. gate. All the cardboard tokens are very lacking, but the race cards for the uh, alien races are very detailed. Yeah, I that is I personally really liked those. but I, like I said, I gave it to, I thought, for the amount you're spending, you could definitely get a lot more. I agree. I gave it to, and then I did, I thought it was uh, $50, and then I heard it was 70 so I reduced it from <laughs> two to one. <laughs> I gave it, like, gave it one and a half, just because it does have, I, I could see going to this constantly, especially with the amount of races, you can kind of choose and pick, and, and you know, you get tired of one of friend would be pitched to the side, and it wouldn't hurt the gameplay. But I just feel that the quality of the materials, which I am a materials junkie, um, does not match. Uh, personally, for, for the game itself, just price-wise real quick, um, I, the reason I gave it a two, uh, a lot of games like this are about that price range. Although 70 is a little much. I think 60 would have been set a, bit, a little better fit for this. $30 for an expansion is not bad. Um, and especially if you're getting like a, an extra fifth of, of everything you had so far. Um, but it's a little absurd when if you want everything, it costs you like four, three hundred bucks. Yeah. This is like the, the Sims equivalent of a tabletop game. Yes. I was thinking that, but I didn't know if we were allowed to talk about digital games. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone, if you don't know what the Sims are, some, someone recently totaled up how much all of the expansions for the new Sim game would be, and it's into the thousands it of dollars. It's ludicrous. But to be fair, some of those are like the laundry pack that no one's going to buy. Uh, I will have you know, I, I own the laundry pack. Okay. And it has made my life a lot worse. But why have to pay? Every single house has to have a laundry machine. <laughs> <laughs> what? You pay for the privilege, Will. Yeah, <laughs> having dirty clothes all over my house and I'm too poor to afford a laundry machine. Yeah, because you spend it all on the idea of having laundry machines. <laughs> I choose to believe. Fantasy Flight, by the way, does have uh, other things they do this kind of stuff with. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of X-Wing. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've heard of it. I think, I don't know who I heard from. Oh, wait, is that, is that the miniature-based one? Yeah. Oh, very interesting. You get yeah. the same people? Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised. They do a lot of theme in games. Fantasy Flight may become a new favorite of mine. <laughs> uh, a new favorite, but that was spelled with a. Oh, wait, you know what? Fantasy PH. Flight probably isn't spelled with a PH, isn't it? No. I don't know why I thought it was. Oh, because there's a game fantasy. My bad. <laughs> But they're they're very used to selling you games piecemeal for sure, uh, which brings us into extras, I believe. Yeah. Uh, which I gave a three because there's there is so much you could you could never possibly want more than they offer. Um, you might want less. Yeah, no, that's my problem. <laughs> the amount of extras is too damn high. Uh, I gave it a two. I just there's too many of them. Choice decision would be an issue. I do like that you can totally take things out if you didn't like them. Like if you didn't want the loser constantly trying to flip the script and make you lose by winning, it's, uh, you can take that out and it wouldn't hurt the game. But I think the amount of races they added on is a little much. Mm. No, that's definitely a, a fair criticism of this game. That's how I felt about Munchkin. I like Munchkin, and I like because of how much it has, uh, and I like way too much, and I like having a completely different game every single time. Every single, uh, like, I, well, uh, that's later, I realized that you have the whole category for it, what I was about to say. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so I will, I will hold off my thing on extras until we get to replay value. Alright, so, uh... <laughs> oh, hold on, I... give me one second. Um, yes, so... <laughs> let me, yes, let me talk on that. Let me talk on this. Alright. I'll get this paper oh, together. Fucking rustling over here. Got an essay. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, there's a point where things become excessive. And, and when you're not addressing the actual concerns that, that players might have, like you said, people are carrying this around in garbage bags with smaller sandwich bags. I don't think there's any single option on, like sold legitimately for organizers for this, which is a, a, a very needed thing. Two star. From what I saw on the organizer I found, you'd have to buy two of them. They're priced at $57 each. And then you would have to have another box to put it in because they fit directly into the box. The main box. Yes, which you don't like. And I don't like either. It's not reinforceable. Sorry. Is it is it possible to retroactively change a, a grade from a different game? These guys are putting games workshop. Uh, I'm giving them a run for their money right now. <laughs> The worst part is that slot in the, the I'm going back to materials real quick. That slot in the uh the board that just throws them off. <laughs> because it looked like they tried because they fit the cards themselves, but the sleeve is like a quarter of an inch too big to fit. Don't you know that's but they also gave you, <laughs> they also gave you holes so you could reach in and, and pull out the part of the box so you could put things back there. Like it it was so close. It was so close to being effective. The only game which we haven't covered, and I don't think we will ever cover, that has a worse organizational system is um, Stardew Valley, the board game. That is the only worse organizational system. Yes, it does. And apparently, it has a very bad. Oh, it's so bad. It's, it's just loose, and the whole the whole video game is in one, like created into one board game. The whole thing. We'll talk about that later. Okay. But it's, it's a terrible. Where are we now? Uh, we enjoyment. are in enjoyment. enjoyment into personal. Uh, three, three for me. This is this is easily one of my favorite games of all time. I'm hard enough a three as well. I, I did enjoy it. I just mm. I'm gonna give it a two. I I think it's very fun and the opportunities to screw each other over are a little little high, but in a good way. Um, I feel like if if alliances were a little bit more um beneficial long-term rather than just in the moment, that might increase my enjoyment a little bit more rather than having these sort of unspoken alliances. But other than that, um, it, I think this is a very fun game. I will, would play again 100%, but we'll get to that. I get it for you. I have a lot to say about this. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think the first thing I said when we were done uh, when the stream cut I told you that I agree this is probably my new favorite board game. Um, 
I just loved it. I am a bad person in real life, and I like manipulating uh, my friends for the bit. And God, when it, when you can't get mad at me because it was an important game. That's mm. all I need. <laughs> That's all I need. This no responsibility. Like, this is an outlet. <laughs> this is mentally healthy for me. I have to enjoy it. <laughs> I'm, I, I have such a good time. I, I don't know if you'll notice, I made that Galactic Union against Ian um, because I knew he was going to win and I was still at zero points and I got to like four by the end because yes, in like yes. a turn and a half. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's just, it, I like, and again, I'm a bad person, I like manipulating people. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious when you're doing it to your friends who love you, and then later you'd be like, hey, I'm sorry about uh, making you say Mind Goblin so I can make a tease downstairs. Uh, sorry about that. I finally got an apology. Let it be known. <laughs> it took like a five and a half hours later. It's on record. It's on record that I... constantly play this for yourself. Though, to be fair, I did also do the Mind Goblin on record. So I was fucking... That I, I genuinely love this game. I would play it again. I would play it today. I, well, we're doing other stuff today. But I would play it tomorrow. I would play it every day. I love this game. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you really enjoyed it. I had such a good time. You'll probably be invited over to play more often. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would enjoy playing this frequently as well. Yes. Maybe not that frequently, but, but we, at least we'll, get, we'll get into that in replay value too, I think. Yes, yeah. sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh no, no. It, it, they tie in together. Yeah, this is all part of the same theme of personal uh, That's why there's little headers where it says yeah. this is the person section. Yeah. Because they all kind of overlay them. Uh, for recommendation though, I only gave this a two. Uh, there's a lot of factors about there. Uh, one, as I said, I'm not pleased with the materials for this. The expansions for this can make it seem very overwhelming. The price is just a little higher than your standard board game of this size, um, not even including the expansions. Uh, and it's a lot. If you're not playing this with someone who already knows how to play, because uh, when, I, when I bought this, this is the first board game I ever bought, like myself, personally. Um, I played it at our local game store with a bunch of friends from that copy that was in a, a plastic bag. I loved it so much that uh, I walked over to the shelf, dropped $70 of college kid money, and was like, this is mine now. <laughs> and then never got to play it because all we always wanted to play the one with all the expansions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For the recommendation for me, I gave it a one and a half. I think it'd be a very specific person that I'd give it to for the, several reasons. So I will never condone things that will cause fights in friend groups. <laughs> this is, Which that is why it happens in a program. Yeah. So I would, I'd have to recommend this to friends like Ace and Ian. <laughs> like people that I know this is their thing. I wouldn't just go like, here, here's a game of Monopoly. This is going to make your friendship better. Like <laughs> I wouldn't do that with this game. Between that, the materials, the price, I give it a one and a half. It has to be a very specific person. I wouldn't tell my entire friend group, go out and buy this game. I probably would, on the other hand. This is this is one of those games that's very fun. I think I think I could comfortably recommend it to anybody who's into the, the board game scene. It's <laughs> if you heard that crap, I don't know if it actually came out. That was my shoulder. So don't fear. I'm I'm in one piece. Rook is just cautioning me for poor audio quality again. No, no, this is just Brooks falling apart. There's probably some random coughing in this. Like, it's been a hell of a month. What did you uh, give it for recommendation? Oh, my apologies. Yeah, I, I, I gave it a full three. I think okay. this is, like I said, one of those things I can recommend it to anybody. I, it's, it's got enough diversity of play in it that I feel like if you're into the board game scene, you'll be able to find some race eventually that We'll do it for you. It, it appeals, I think, to anyone who, one, really likes that social aspect of games where you can make and, and destroy alliances on a whim. Uh, it also really appeals to anyone who has that huge drive to win, but isn't a jerk about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, because you hit a point, like, when I was uh, towards the uh, end, right before Ace created <laughs> the, the union against me, oh, I, uh, I, I turned, I, I, I did everyone dirty. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, I destroyed eight of Will's ships. I 
took over one of his planets, and then turned on Baruch on my next go through. Mind you, uh, we were in a very strong war. Yeah, at that point, I I, just, I made a decision. I could have attacked anyone. I chose to attack her because I figured I could get away with it. I was thinking about only winning towards the end, and I, like Icarus, was <laughs> my wings melted and I fell to the ground. You fell to the classic wonder. YouTube channel if you want to see exactly what happened. To be fair. The Galactic Union was also based on screwing other people over, but mostly screwing over Eos. Getting everyone to use their stuff while so I could propel myself because I realized the game was about to end. That's also <laughs> a really big thing with this too. Uh, uh, I, I really enjoy the, the aspect of as someone gets near to five points, everyone turns on them. You were it's you against everyone now. And they will pool their resources to make sure you don't win. This was the most fun I've had being a crab in a bucket with a bunch of other crabs. <laughs> um, I think that we can go into replay value at this point. Yeah. Uh, three. Three for me. Three. 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 This game, you could you could play a hundred times and still do new things. Yeah. Someone, how many how many races total are there? Uh, in this edition, it's on. Um, it's on the cheat sheet that you should have been reading. I didn't have it in front of me. Yeah, the cheat sheet's uh, underneath all of the pages. Uh, we, we could just say one of every number and then look it up later and then we'll just put Magic it in. Magic event. Yeah. yeah. I, I have done that for a minute. Alright, so, so to this, I just wanted to make this a point. Um, do you see that E in there? We're now getting into numbers that are so large that, that we're... For, for probably did the per, per yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So we're, we're, we're talking like, you know, more, more stars in our galaxy with combinations of, of players and races. This game is, is the most replayable of anything we will ever cover. And I think... Oh, I, did, yeah. I even wrote to us uh, next to us, I said, would give four if possible. Yeah. And... I, I would like to, to mention real quick for this one, because it's definitely one of this game's strengths, the variant rules for this. Because even just in the base game itself, you have the tech cards, which you don't have to use, uh, but you can. And it's an entire deck of stuff that's just extra. You have using two races at once for a game, which is there's rules for. Uh, you have hidden rules until it becomes revealed or necessary. So we would play this game, and you might never reveal your race, or you might reveal it right away, uh, depending upon if it benefits you or not, or if it comes up. Uh, that has caused some problems in the past, but I've done that that, that playthrough, and it's, it's great. And then there's also, you can play with just four planets and five ships on each. Ooh. Oh, okay. Flipping galaxy. I, and, uh, yeah, and, and that just goes to show there are so many ways to play this game. I think going forward, we should use this as a standard for replayability and then pair off of this because I think we found our, our gold standard for, for replayability. Yeah. Hell yeah. If it's going to be different every time, that's the most replayable game there. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Even some role playing games don't get this. Yeah, not even New Vegas has this kind of replay value. And I've played that for like a thousand hours. <laughs> I, I have at least two career lifetimes on that game. Okay. Look at this dick magic contest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it wasn't, but for the record, mine is bigger. Yeah. As I, I'm like a right, gentlemen, gentlemen, we can do the peeing Sliding scale. <laughs> oh, yeah, sliding scale. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Classic versus innovative. <laughs> oh, yeah. I personally think that this is a, a relatively... I don't really know how to rate this, honestly. Um... I would, I, on one hand, I want to give it a one in innovative, but on the other hand, I also kind of want to give it a one in classic. It's got a lot of classic core, like Uno uh, elements where you're, beat, you're just playing cards and beat numbers. And that's really at, at its core when you're doing a combat. Uh, that's, that's all it is, is you're playing cards, beat number, and you win. But at the same time, too, there's a lot of strategy and, and exterior things that go into that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something different. I'm going to do a split point. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one point in each for a so total of two. two. Total. Yeah, two total. I gave it a three innovative. I, I haven't played another game like this. This could just be because I live in a small box. Um, but I found it to take all those things you're talking about with just beating numbers and levels it up in a way that I haven't seen before. 
and that might change as the podcast goes on. But right now, I'm impressed. So I'm giving you three innovative. Yeah, yeah. three innovative for me as well. Um, it's there are definitely elements of this that you'll see in other games. Uh, it has a very strong social element to it. Uh, it has a lot of troop movement, strategy, but every single card you have that's not like a, an encounter card has its own set of rules mm. that you can play any time. The game changes literally every time someone someone uses a power or plays a card. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I agree. It is... Uh... And that's what I'm what I'm trying to get at with it, with the whole the, the peripheral things going on that affect the the you know ultralight uh, the underlying combat. Mm-hmm. It, it can get complex. I agree. I don't have anything else to say that has already been said. Fair. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, you're just so thorough and handsome. I mean, <laughs> no handsome. No. Aww. <laughs> Speaking of what you said though about how each card has a different rule or a different thing, I gave it a two on complex just because I feel like that deters from it. We're on the same boat on that one. Yeah. I also gave it a two on complex. <laughs> I gave it a, a three in complex. I think I think that level layer of complexity is is good for something like this. I also think I can I can see that, but that's that's why we had to take so much out for comprehension because mm-hmm. everything was a I need to remember this like thoroughly. It, it was integral. Yeah. They, they, I will say, uh, they tried to simplify it as much as they could for what it is. If it weren't for the fact that you had the, uh, the explanations for everything written out in very clear language with, with hints and guides on every card, it probably would scored lower and complex for me. Uh, but they definitely put the effort in. But at the end of the day, it's just a little too complex, mm-hmm. even with all the help they give you. It's how I felt with the extras. It was too much of a good thing. It was like putting an entire bottle of uh, chocolate syrup on top of the sundae instead of just a little drizzle. Yeah. But only two lines of chocolate. Uh, I think the complexity <laughs> was really good, and I think more complex equals more good. The more complex something is, the cooler it is. That's why NASA is so awesome. He's got a point. I've got well, a point. <laughs> you do. And I think if anyone really likes to have a lot of moving parts in their game, they probably would have scored this a little higher on complexity. I, I did. Yeah, you did. Higher. <laughs> I, I do want to make a, a distinction as well. Um, I like Blood Bowl because it has a lot of moving parts. But I also hate Blood Bowl because there's a lot of moving parts that I have to keep track of. <laughs> uh, I like this game because there's a lot of moving parts, but at no point in time do I ever feel overwhelmed by the things that are going on. Everything kind of keeps turning at its own pace, and then when I need to do something, it's already lined up in the position that I need to be in. Um, and part of that is planning and strategy, but with something like this, that, yeah, that kind of gets grouped in. Mm-hmm. So are we ready to do final scores? Any last comments on this? Uh, I forgot to mention off the top that the quality is fantastic with these. Oh, I got so caught up in the box. Oh yeah, I did want to say yeah. Yeah, so... That happens quite often. But um, I, I do really like this. The flashing they put in makes sense. Like, they're very quality. They feel nice. They look nice. Everything makes sense for what they put where. Like, it, it's very detailed for, like, even they stack. That was amazing to me is that these little ships stack on top of each other. And it makes it very easy to keep track of everything. And it makes it a little more organized on the field. Mm-hmm. I just wish they gave the same attention to the box. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like they tried to and stopped halfway through. Yeah, it's like they, they've done all this other stuff to make it so complex that they kind of burnt themselves out. So when they got to the box in the last little bit, they just couldn't do that last push. Sorry. No. I will always take too long. Experience. Uh, so I will say uh, this is my second most favorite board game of all time. And uh, so no one thinks that I'm biased. I gave it a 33 total. That's what I gave too. I gave it a 32. I gave it a 37, and I think they're all whips and weaklings. Uh, God, I love this game. <laughs> it was, I had so much fun. I, I, I think you're feeling the same high that I did the Probably. first time. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. This was, and like, this is the game that was made for, like, for someone like me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this game. Considering this is my least favorite kind of game. Like, I don't like to... I'm not a fan of games where you're pitting people against each other. I'm much more tea dragon, where just everyone hanging out doing their own thing. So like this is this is rough for me usually. It's and almost it still, it still has a 33. I know you don't like hidden role games, and it's very similar to a hidden role game, 
Except you know everyone's out to get you. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a people pleaser. If, if they haven't figured this out yet. But, like, I'm a people pleaser, so these kind of games really make me anxious. And I'm extremely paranoid, so I already think that everyone's out to get me. So this is, this is my element. I was ready. Yeah, with, with the Destiny cards, you can't even choose not to attack that your is, allies. That is yeah. the card that gives me the most... God, it's awesome. It's so cool. <laughs> like, I like that it's the choice is out of my hands, but at the same time, if I have to attack my alliance and I don't have a negotiation card, I am, like, internal panic. Like, I don't know how to proceed. You can't hold grudges in this game. I, I do also, and uh, completely unrelated, but I did want to throw out that this game has uh, a old... A lot of feel the same to a, a, a similar uh, 4X strategy game uh, known as Stellaris. I would mention this to, this to you. Um, now playing it after the fact, this does feel the same sort of way. It, it feels like a quick skirmish match, just tabletop version instead of PC version. You were saying that a lot of the art was similar. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of It's all spacey stuff, but I mean, some some of the, the card art looks like directly from from the game. It looks like Solaris kind of stole some inspiration. <laughs> well, which came out first? Oh, this game, 100%. Yeah, okay. 1977. Okay. Well, 1977 was the first copy. The art did change in the 2008. Yeah, and Solaris oh, came so out in like 2012. Okay, so yeah, either way. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to check on that. That was good to know. I had no idea. Originally, it was all the people thanks. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> Everyone seemed to enjoy the game. I'm glad, honestly. As I said, it's one of my favorites. I was very excited to share it on the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this month's episode. And a special thanks to Ace for joining us today. Thank you, Ace, for joining us. Do you have uh, any pluggables for us? I do. Hey, guys. Null Puppet here. That is N-U-L-L-P-U-P-P-E-T. It's a YouTube channel. I make a video every Saturday without fail. And they're all good. Oh, real good. <laughs> and we'll be recording a snack review with previous guest Larry on your channel. That day we will, and it's going to be good, like all the other stuff. Check it out. You just probably have to look back in the playlist a little bit to find it, because yeah, we're doing this. This won't come out right away. Yeah. Neither will I. <laughs> <laughs> If you like this, you can find more episodes on Spotify, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to know what we're when we're streaming or running events in the future, you can follow us on Twitter at Dance with Bards, on Mastodon at WithBards at Creator.gg, on Facebook at Dancing with the Bards, or join our Discord. Uh, always, we always keep events posted and uh, up to date on there. And, and there's also other community things on there, like uh, finding other players and things. So it's absolutely, not, it's not just us. Oh yeah, it's we not just us. And let you promote all your tabletop uh, stuff on our, yeah. our our channel too. It's kind of fun. It is. It's a blast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Goodbye. Sex, 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 hey. Sex, 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 sex. Sex. Sex.